Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated. And this is your morning market weather update for Friday, August the 18th. Well, it's still in the Western Hemisphere all about Hurricane Hillary, which is a Category 4 storm with maximum sustained wind speeds this morning of 145 miles per hour. The storm system is still a few hundred miles south of the southern tip of Baja, California, but it is moving quickly and will likely work its way towards the northern part of the Baja California coast as we get into Saturday and the remnants of the system will reach Southern California of course I'm going to expect to see some serious flooding take place from this event you know it floods so easily in the southwestern United States uh, just two inches can cause a problem well we're going to be seeing three to six inches easily in some local like six to ten inch amounts now the ten inch totals will probably be in northern Baja California uh, but we will see three uh, I'm sorry six to 8 inches in Southern California uh, to the east of the San Diego and Los Angeles area. So in the um, southern parts of the San Joaquin Valley as well as the Imperial Valley, these areas will see agricultural damage possible. Remnants of the system, which uh, it, it is expected to diminish very quickly and will move fast through California and up into the northern Rocky Mountain region, we are going to expect to see the remnants of the system move all the way up into Canada. Canada. And we're starting to see the models uh, adjust the rainfall forecast for the prairies, uh, increasing the rain today versus that of recent past days. And that's typical of uh, this kind of environment where tropical systems are fed into higher latitudes. So that is a change that I think we should pay attention to. Canada's prairies, of course, have had a serious drought all summer long. And most of the early season crops are already mature and being harvested. So there's not going to be a lot of benefit except for for uh, putting moisture in the subsoil for 2024 crops. Uh, there will be some benefit though for late season crops like corn, soybeans, flax, and late season canola, you know, especially in the eastern parts of the prairies. It's still questionable as to how much rain is going to occur exactly where, but uh, the bottom line is certainly a, a nice feed of moisture finally reaching into those drought areas. In the meantime, on the other side of the fence, uh, the U.S. Plains, the Midwest, the Delta, interior parts of the southeastern states will all be under the control of that massive high pressure system and there will be no rain for seven days across most of those areas and the temperatures will get downright nasty hot in the central parts of the country. We expect to see temperatures of 100 to 115 degrees occurring across parts of the plains. Just yesterday in the Red River Valley of the south down there along southern Oklahoma and northern Texas uh, uh, there was extreme highs of 115 degrees. That heat is just going to bubble up to the north as the high pressure system gets underway. Now I'm not suggesting we'll see 115 degrees in Nebraska, but we are going to see some excessive heat though across areas from southernmost South Dakota, especially Nebraska, into portions of northern Texas. Just a little farther to the east from southern Minnesota and western Wisconsin down into the northern delta, extreme highs will be 95 to 105, maybe 106 degrees. The hottest temperatures will be near the Missouri River Valley. For areas farther to the east, it won't be quite so brutally hot. In fact, mid-80s to lower 90s will occur in Ohio and Michigan and portions of Indiana, so it won't be so bad there. And the hottest weather will last for a few days. It's not going to be persistent like that all the way through the whole week coming up. So mostly it'll be late this weekend through the first half of next week that we'll see the most extreme conditions. A lot of livestock stress coming up and some impact on the corn and soybean 
soybean crops. The, the corn crop is mostly going to just be sped to maturation quickly. Uh, the soybean crop will be stressed and could lose a little yield potential. The second week of the forecast is still dry biased in the heart of the Midwest, even though the temperatures are less extreme. And that's one of the reasons why the market is beginning to react, uh, being concerned about the longer-term outlook there. In the rest of the world, there's not a lot that's changed overnight. We're still concerned about western Argentina. That's mainly because this week's rains failed to produce anything serious uh, uh, in uh, the drought areas of the west, and that will continue to be dry biased in that region for at least the next 10 days. There will be a little more rain in eastern Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, and southern Brazil, and this is starting to look like a classic El Nino environment, and this kind of pattern may continue right on into the heart of spring. And if that's the case, we may end up with too much moisture in some of those areas I just mentioned, while western Argentina continues quite dry. In Europe, we're going to see another five days of hot and dry conditions, and then we'll start to cool things down. There will be some heat still occurring in the 6-10 to 10 day period, but I think we'll see cooling take place relatively quickly, and an increase in rainfall will occur in the second week of the outlook across a big part of the central and northern sections of the continent. In Russia, we're still looking at dry bias conditions in Russia's southern region, as well as western Kazakhstan, and also parts of Ukraine. That warm and dry bias will last for several more days too, and then it too will cool down for a while, but rain is not likely to fall in some of these areas, so late season crops will continue to be stressed. In India, we have a little bit more rain in the forecast today than we have this week. This is in particular going to be impacting the western part of Madhya Pradesh, northern and eastern Maharashtra, and eastern Gujarat. A little uh, disturbance there will likely produce some two to four inch amounts of rain, and that could end up uh, helping the moisture profile there quite a bit. Farther north in Rajasthan and farther west and north in Gujarat, as well as Pakistan, will continue to see dry biased weather. In China, it'll stay frequently wet across the country, plenty of moisture coming up. I don't see anybody uh, suffering from any dryness except parts of western Inner Mongolia. Australia is drying out, and Australia is going to become more and more of a topic of the town here before too much longer. Queensland has been seeing 80 degree highs most days this week, and it's not raining there. It will not rain there over the next 10 days, and it will stay warm. Uh, northern parts of western Australia are also drying out, and it looks like western Australia in general is going to see some drier weather for a while, but I'm only concerned about the northern part of that state's wheat, barley, and canola production region. The rest of Australia is in favorable shape and not likely to change much. And after all of that being said, we're still concerned about the Southeast Asian uh, nations, uh, Western Thailand. You probably saw the special report that was put out yesterday. Central parts of Thailand is only has 14% of its usual irrigation or water supply, I should say. And and uh, the dryness there is going to be ongoing. Uh, the models keep trying to make it rain a little bit more, but it doesn't happen, and that's typical of El Nino, so be aware of that. Indonesia and Malaysia will see a little bit better rain distribution in the coming week, but they too will eventually be drying out again, so we'll be watching that. And otherwise, we'll leave it in your hands for the day. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.